Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration of America. Today we are blessed to have as our guest Hayden Ludwig, Restoration of America's new director of policy research. Hayden is unearthing lots of important research, and today he is unveiling a two-part series on ERIC, a supposedly neutral voter roll database that instead is being used for partisan purposes by Democrats. Hi, Hayden. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Doug. Thank you. So before we get into all your writing about Eric, just give us a background, you know, this, hear what you've done leading up to this point and what you're doing now. Yeah, so I'm the director of a restorations policy and research team where we're focusing on all of the, the left's political nonprofits and how they use big foundations and labor unions and environmental groups to push policy and elect Democrats. And importantly, building strategy on how conservatives can defeat them and uh, restore our country. Yeah, My background super- though, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we're super happy to have you on board. So you were gonna say some more though, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about mm-hmm. that. My background, uh, I, come, I come from the uh, Capital Research Center. I was also doing research on how the left has weaponized charities to basically to have partisan gain. Um, you know, I, I helped break the story on the biggest dark money network in America run by a company called Arabella Advisors. Proud to say that uh, when I started reporting on that back in 2019, nobody had heard of Arabella Advisors, let alone the mainstream media. And uh, now even Congress considers them the poster child for left-wing dark money uh, abusing our nonprofit system. So there's a huge set of stories out there that I think we can break and uh, really looking forward to doing more of that with you guys. Yeah, super happy, yes. like I said, to have you on board. Uh, you know, you've done some great work and we were watching you from a distance and now here you are. So we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're glad to have you on the team and looking forward to more great stuff. And there's a mountain of this kind of stuff, the Arabella thing you mentioned before and, and all these different places where uh, we just need people like you kicking over all the rocks and, and digging through it. And that's what you've been doing. And you've already got a reputation uh, for this type of work. And now you're on to the Eric thing. And so before we get into specifics, just tell us more about Eric in general and kind of what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, so Eric is not a man. It's an organization. We should be clear enough beating right. up on some right. individual. Eric stands for the Electronic Registration Information Center. It's a really vague name for an organization that sounds very arcane. But in fact, this organization is supplying those political nonprofits I mentioned earlier with some of the best data on where voters live in battleground states and critically, where likely Democrats who are not registered to vote live. So this organization was created a decade ago ostensibly to help states, especially red states, clean up their voter rolls, which are notoriously filled with dead voters or people who have moved or fallen off the registration list for some reason or another. Well, what it actually does is require states to identify people who are not registered to vote because there's no single database that exists of these individuals. Eric has created this and basically uses it to force states to try and register these people. And more importantly, it outsources this information to politically charged left-wing nonprofits, which can then disseminate this off to any number of groups that are looking to conduct bias registration campaigns. This is the reason, in large part, why the Democrats have been able to make huge inroads into places like Georgia and Arizona that were previously very conservative states but have turned purple or even blue. 
Yeah, it's uh, pretty nefarious the way they're twisting these things. So that is the common theme here of a lot of your work and, and obviously what we're talking about here with Eric. So when you look at what they're doing and, and kind of what, uh, you know, the, the left has been doing for years, what, what's been the deal with the right? Why haven't we done anything about this? And, and why are we so late to the game on all these things? Well, I kind of think it's because conservatives are really, they care a lot about uh, truth and honesty when it comes to how we conduct these elections, right? For obviously obvious reasons, that's how, that's how you gain trust in a free and open republic where, where citizens make decisions. For years now, I mean, going back decades, the conservatives have relied on um, party campaigns and committees. Think the RNC or Karl Rove's famous strategy back in the Bush elections 20 years ago to register and uh, drive Republican voters to the polls. But the left has adopted over the last 15, 20 years a strategy that takes advantage of tax-exempt nonprofits. These are these 501c3 and c4 nonprofits. Think, for instance, your local church or the Salvation Army, groups that were created by the IRS in a particular tax code and given tax exemptions so they can do old-fashioned charity. The left has figured out how to abuse those rules and create a tax-exempt political machine for electing Democrats. It's abusing the nonprofit sector in this country, which is which is generous bar none. I mean, nobody matches Americans' generosity, and that's why these rules exist. So what we've done is dug beneath the surface to expose the scale of this political machine. I'll give you an example. In just 2020, in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election, I traced out two dozen voter registration nonprofits. These are groups that do nothing but look for likely Democrats and sign them up to register to vote, particularly in important swing states. Well, between those two dozen organizations, they receive somewhere in the neighborhood of $460 million from a set of left-wing foundations. Think George Soros' Open Society Foundations or the Ford Foundation just to conduct these partisan, biased voter registration campaigns. The left has, has many more than a few dozen. The right, I know of maybe two organizations that are doing this sort of thing. So to say this, the deck is stacked against Republicans and conservatives it doesn't even begin to describe the situation. It's completely lopsided. Yeah, so just to review the scale of this nefarious operation. So we have Eric where they can go and figure out where the people are that aren't registered that they want to go after. And then they're using these 501c3s, and we should probably get into here in a second the difference between c4s and c3s and all that stuff. But c3s can take on money that they, when they take it on, it's tax deductible to the donor. And these big c3s that are like the liberal c3s give to these other ones that you're talking about. And then they use that money to target these voters, which is against IRS regulation, right? So I got all that right. And so yes. <laughs> when you put it all together, what you end up with is like, what happened to Atlanta or Georgia, right? It's like, that's, that's the scale of this. What people need to understand is elections these days are, are won or lost based on voter data. It's stuff that there are entire large companies that, that are created to warehouse this data. The problem is, there's a lot of data on voters that's, that could be really useful to a campaign that's off limits because of federal privacy laws, which is a good thing, by the way. I'm talking about the last four digits of your social security number, your date of birth, your driver's license number. What the left discovered it could do was 
get a hold of this sensitive, invaluable voter data, particularly on people who could be registered but aren't. We call them eligible but unregistered individuals, EBUs. And they figured out they could get a hold of this information and bypass those federal privacy laws if they created an organization to help states clean up their voter rolls. So in other words, they gained access on the lie that this is about doing election integrity work. Well, that's what Eric was created to do. And from there, Eric is able to generate the most uh, perfect data list of people who are registered to vote and not registered to vote. And it passes that information along to a group known as the Center for Election Innovation and Research. Not to confuse people with all these names, but this center is a partisan organization. It's run by a man named David Becker. Becker, Becker is, should be compared to Mark Elias. He's a left-wing, partisan, Democratic operative. He has a background working for the far-left group People for the American Way, which, if people forgot, harassed all of President Trump's Supreme Court nominees and pushed in many of uh, the, the recent ones under Obama and President Biden. Then he went to go work for the U.S. Justice Department, where he, he basically ran campaigns against conservatives and was known as a leftist who hated conservatives. Well, then he created this group, Eric. So Becker, the guy who's receiving information on voters from Eric, founded the organization Eric and then left to go run the organization that Eric feeds information to. If this doesn't alarm secretaries of state and Republican states, I don't know what will. This is uh, keeping this sort of thing together is effectively electoral suicide for the Republican Party. Right. And so you're doing this great job of getting this out. I mean, people have been talking here and there, there about Eric over the last couple of years in particular. But you what you've done now is you put it in one nice package and you can obviously articulate it very well even now so that people can understand what's happening. So what is going on with Eric at this moment and what do you see in the future, particularly with red states? Well, the, the good news for people is that the conservative movement, especially us in the election integrity space, uh, we've been on Eric's case for the better part of three years, pretty much since the 2020 election and a lot of this stuff got going. Uh, it's kind of amazing, actually. In 2020 and 2021, Eric was still gathering new states, big ones like Florida and Texas were joining this compact. At one point, it grew to the size of 32 states plus D.C., well, no more. At this point, five states, all Republican-led, have, have left Eric. In order, those are Louisiana, Alabama, and then as of last week, West Virginia, Florida, and Missouri. And we expect that at least three more, Ohio, Alaska, and Texas, will soon leave as well because we know that those secretaries and governors are considering exiting. The reason these states are all leaving in mass is because they've been listening to watchdog groups like our own who have brought information about the partisan lawyer David Becker, about uh, Eric's connection to this partisan group, the Center for Election Innovation and Research, and a host of other problems with uh, Eric's data sharing agreements with these organizations and problems where it doesn't actually clean voter rolls. It makes that sort of thing optional. All of this has come together to create a kind of a, what I call a red state exodus from this organization. Matter of fact, David Becker himself, in I think what is a, a desperate move trying to stave off more states from leaving, just announced that he will no, he's leaving the board of Eric as of yesterday. And we know there's a large meeting of Eric states coming um, on Friday, March 17th. 
So we know that this is a big deal and Eric is running for the hills. And I feel very confident that very soon this organization will be in the rearview mirror for a lot of red states in particular. Yeah, it's going to be great. And just to be clear, on one point you've mentioned a couple times, it was established under this premise of, oh, we'll help you clean the voter rolls, right? And that's, that's everybody wants that kind of thing, right? Because, you know, we, we do a lot of that work, too, to make sure we have accurate voter rolls because that leads to more confidence in our election system. However, what's your opinion of what they've actually done to clean the voter rolls? Well, it's kind of staggering for a group that sells itself on voter roll maintenance that if you read its bylaws, uh, which wouldn't necessarily suggest that, but I have, it, it makes that whole process optional. So here you have this incredible tool for helping states determine when somebody moves or, uh, or, or leaves the state or whatever to ensure that you don't have uh, double voting across multiple state lines. And in fact, a few states have prosecuted, including one very recently, people who are double voted and they, they caught it using Eric information. That's really wonderful. And yet the same organization makes that, that whole system completely optional. And in fact, makes the whole process of determining that very onerous for states. And I find that very troublesome, considering at the same time that Eric mandates that all of its member states uh, automatically send out voter registration applications for these eligible but unregistered individuals. It really shows you what the priorities of this organization are, expanding the size of America's electorate rather than ensuring that the people on our voter rolls are accurate and actually want to be registered and should be registered. So it, it, this whole thing is, is it, it streams tainted and partisan to me. And fortunately, it looks like the states are getting the message. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, and this whole piece about cleaning the voter rolls is, you know, with the Voter Reference Foundation, which is part of our team, you know, we're hard at work at that. And we have people just like most Americans have thought to themselves, OK, it's not good that we have all these bloated voter rolls of people on there that shouldn't be on there, but they're still on there. So does that lead to fraud and cheating? And, you know, we get emails and communication all the time. It's like, hey, I just found out that even though I moved from such and such state, somebody's been voting on my behalf back in that state. So there are problems out there. And so they snuck in and said, well, we're going to we're going to help you fix all this. But no, they were just doing this other piece so they could build these 501c3s or not build them, but probably just use them that they already already had them and then just, you know, make sure that they're turning out all their people. And so the other side of this and the point that you've made in your writing is that, you know, on the right, we need to start going after these guys legally because that is, you know, you better believe if we were doing it on our side, they'd be coming after us like crazy. But this 501c3 targeting, targeting voter registrations, we need to get aggressive on that from a legal standpoint. Well, I have a hard time believing that if Eric was sharing all of this sensitive, highly confidential voter information with, say, the National Rifle Association yeah, right. <laughs> or had Restoration of America, yeah, sure, that the sure. Washington Post wouldn't find that remotely interesting. And yet yeah, right. they apparently don't find interesting that they're sharing with a left-wing group. <laughs> That's right. How about it? How about it? Well, hey, really glad you're doing all this, Hayden. Great work, great writing, great research. Uh, again, so happy to have you on the team. And, and I'm sure we're going to have you back because I know you got other things cooking out there. And, and uh, we look forward to that great work. Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure. All right. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, 
always free. Subscribe by texting FIRST RIGHT to 30161. That's FIRST RIGHT, all caps, one word, to 30161.